Hello and welcome to the Go Play That podcast. My name is Rob Cook and I'm here with Tom Wolford. Hello. And this is the first podcast Tom's been in since the end of his four in February challenge. Uh, Tom, how are you feeling? It was a mixed bag. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say it was a, no, it was a good, I I do like the, the sort of the stress. Yeah. of doing the 4AF challenge but I, I did have like one desperately crappy game which we've already talked about um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, second game which was quite quick and enjoyable and then really I had um, the Talos Principle and mm-hmm. Undertale yeah. so Undertale was really nice I did really enjoy a lot of what that game is doing something yeah. refreshing something very, you've played it right? Yeah, I played it and um, it was in my top 10. I think I ended up having a smoother ride and I think that plays a lot into people's impressions of that game because that game does seem to fall apart towards the end if you're not um, going into it and succeeding off the bat and you haven't got money to spare to, to get more um healing items i was watching your i was watching your um your finale mm. uh, today actually oh, okay. and yeah very i sympathize very frustrating and, and i can completely understand the the sort of boss rush that that game puts you under at the end yeah it like ends up being like four bosses four bosses on the bounce and it's just like and it's not one of these games which kind of holds your hand anymore and like Here's a bunch of healing items. Here's a powered-up weapon. You know there's a boss fight coming. Yeah, it's yeah. like everything's nice. Everything's wonderful. Oh shit! You've got four bosses on the bounce. Yeah, there's even that point after the spider um, one it, yeah. where was there not like a a normal enemy that could have like screwed you or something? Yeah, yeah. Because well, that that's my own partial stupidity. As as, <laughs> as we've seen from Hitman Absolution in last year's 4AF, and as we've seen in Sticks. As blood money, but yeah. This, uh, sorry, Hitman Blood Money. Uh, yeah. And as we've seen with Sticks this year, I do have some sort of congenital defect when it comes to actually going back to save my game. Right. Um. So Bob was basically screaming at me, like, dude, just walk like 100 meters back and you've got a save point that refills yeah. your health. But I didn't. I, sure. I, expe- I kind of expected there to be a save point after the boss. Yeah, you kind of feel you get a bit of a respite after a big battle and that the game is not not interested in you being upset because you've lost progress in a big boss battle. Like, yeah. you should feel like you should walk down a corridor of, of gold and gems like <laughs> after finishing it. Like, Especially because that that's... boss was a real toughie as well. Yeah, and it's and it's not ex- it's not as if it's something clever, either. Um, I thought parts of that game were very clever, actually. Um, the the ending, the way that well, you you were even thinking. I think you at one point at the start of your finale said, "I think Metaton 
thinking this is like the last boss. So. Yeah, well, well, Bob sort of did give me a bit of a false clue on that because he was, like, uh, he was like, no, you've just got to beat Metaton, and then you've got about like a bit of walking to do and stuff like that. <laughs> so you know, I'm gonna smack him in the face next time. Yeah, but for yeah, sure. no, there there was a lot of clever stuff done in the game, but you're right, I the whole experience was kind of soured mm. by basically the pressure, I think, and that boss rush. Yeah, like a four the... boss rush or a three boss rush, and I, I, I was under this desperate pressure to finish the game. Yeah, that yeah, that's a shame. Um, I finished that game, I think, in two sittings. Um, and didn't had had some like had some trouble in the areas you had trouble, but not to the extent that I was frustrated. Um, and my four IF, I'm. I feel very good about the games that I ended up playing. Like I at no at no point felt the pressure, and obviously I finished with like ten nine to ten days to go. XCOM was the hu- was the huge one, but more than feeling pressure about how big that game was, I actually felt good that something was driving me through it, or at least to, had pushed me to the extent that I was happy to continue. Um, of my own volition. Well, that's that's because when whenever things. I start, sorry, yeah, because yeah, just because whenever I started that game, I could never stick with it. Well, that's the thing. That's one of the great things about the four AF challenge is the fact that it does make you go all out to finish a game. Mm. Um, I just I felt this year I just had a couple of extra stresses. Like I had a couple of days in sort of week three that were mm-hmm. unexpectedly taken away from me. Right. You know, I had penciled in to actually play quite solid amounts of games, and for what one reason or another, one of them being yeah. a crushing hangover, uh, <laughs> on one day I literally couldn't play any video games. So I, I, I lost a few days that way. Sure. The second one was streaming, uh, which is a new thing for me, and I'm enjoying yeah. it, but as I live in London and I don't earn a vast salary, uh, my house is quite small. Yeah, the sort of the set the setup involved and the setup's and all right. Finding as long as but finding the own. time, yeah, for sure. And I've got um, I've got a good setup on this side, and and also changed the schedule. And I, and because I start working at ten, I was able to do that. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, leaving my you, house you're in and it. you're sort of gearing up. Yeah, I at half past six here in England, I'm actually off to work mm. at that point. So there's no there's no way for me to get earlier, you know. No, no. Um, but no, it's also that if I'm playing PS4, I can stream. It's comfortable. I can sit on my sofa and do all of that. But my entire living room and kitchen is one massive room. So you know, if my girlfriend happens to be in the house, she doesn't want me streaming her. <laughs> That's fair yeah. enough. So it's like, okay, I'm kind of limited to certain sections. You know, early weekend mornings, getting home earlier than her from work so i can do an mm-hmm. hour here and there but that's that's neither here or there that was just an extra bit of pressure but um sure finally uh i had talus principle which was really nice but i do feel that because of the 4af i rushed it yeah you were saying that you would have definitely taken that uh a pretty lax like a slow pace if you'd if you'd had the had the space it, to to breathe there it's basically i mean it's portal smooshed into a philosophy textbook Mm -hmm. (laughs) so there's i mean there's a lot going on there like i say the two writers are actually two of my favorite game writers uh it's the guy who did the swapper right um and the other guy did tales uh from us uh sorry the sea will claim everything and postcard from Mm -hmm. athonia um 
which are really sort of deep. Those two games are really deep into sort of Greek history and mythology as well. Right. So this guy, like, it's there's a lot of sort of Greek stuff going on. There's a lot of philosophical, you know, the nature of what consciousness is. And I'm just like, la, 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 fire the lasers at the things. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, read, I'll read it later as well. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I saved everything into the journal that I found. I was like, yep, I'll read that later. But the fact is, I'm just going to play the game again. Yeah. Yeah, and you're not going to... You're going to remember most of the solutions and, and actually have a good time experiencing the other half of the game. I guess you feel like you've only really seen half of it. Well, I, I've seen even less than that because I got the I got the normal ending. Okay. And there's just a shitload of extra secrets and extra levels. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so much more. Um, you get like a fire act later on with which you can smash down barriers. Mm. And that leads into different worlds. Uh, which, as far as I'm aware, if you solve the puzzles in there, you maybe get messengers who will give you hints oh, okay. to puzzles in the normal game. Yeah. Um, um, did you know this kind of stuff going in to putting it on your list? No. Okay, yeah, I mean, you probably wouldn't have allowed it to... Well, it was actually even... the game I picked, I believe. Oh, right. Yeah, it was, definitely, yeah. yeah. No, the the real reason I picked it was it was just uh, because it was... Jonas Karadzis, the the guy who who did the writing for it, I yeah. really love his games, and I actually owned it on PC and PlayStation. Yeah, I just felt like I got I've got to get round to this. Exactly. Why not? Yeah, now? I own it on two separate platforms, and I've never booted it. And it's by a guy that I profess to really enjoy his stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know, um, and it was good. It was good. The problem was that because of the streaming setup and because of the 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 other limitations that we had on the 4IF, it actually meant that I did 6IF <laughs> because I was playing other games when I couldn't stream. Right, because you had the time, but just not the the setup. Exactly. I mean, you could have you could have stream you could have played um, off offline, but the streaming is so much fun when when it is when it is uh, set up and you you do have that audience or even just having everything online and for posterity is is really is really nice exactly i mean i've just been watching you playing uh devil may cry today oh, right. i've been watching your dmc streams at work um <laughs> and it's really fun you know it's really yeah to have something on in the background that you're like uh watching how somebody reacts to a game or even if you're what i found is because obviously i've been doing some difficult stuff at work today that i need to concentrate just having right. your voice and Devil May Cry tabbed out. <laughs> yeah, it's just somewhere. Nice. It's like background noise. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like, it's not like music or anything like that. It's just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Rob's playing Devil May Cry in the next room. <laughs> yeah, he's getting it on. I'll check in with him. Oh, how, how's he doing? Exactly. Doesn't even need to have happened live. Yeah. yeah, if I can hear you squawk, I know you've done something wrong, and I'll go back in and rewind the videos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, um, so yeah, I actually the, played two of the games, which was uh, yeah. just cause three. Okay, yeah. finished the whole game. In, wow, in February. wow. <laughs> that was a little bit off the chart. You you started it in Feb. Yeah, I believe so. At the very end of January. Right, right. Uh, and I punched through that. It was a very enjoyable game. But I did speak about that on a previous podcast. So yeah, I'm going to talk about Firewatch. Well, just quickly on just Co- just on just cause for for a second, did you? end up 100%ing that did you did your collectionism overpower you I'm 97% Oh Jesus Christ And the only reason that I'm not 100% was 
that uh, the rest of it is very hard. Okay. So basically, you get all these challenges. I guess you played the other games. And... Uh, yeah, played a f- played through one and played some of two's campaign. I'm not sure in two yeah. if I remember. Did they have like the side challenges where you had to do like races or things like that? Uh, some side stuff here and there, but I don't think it was as fully featured. Right. Well, this is this is huge. You've got like uh, basically four different types of extra challenges. Mm-hmm. You got the wingsuit, which is like knights. Or was it what was it? Yeah. Knights the game where you or, fly around through the rings. Yeah. Or pilot wings. Uh, pilot wings, I guess. Yeah, something like. So it's basically that. Yeah. Um. Obviously, flying close to the ground and going through the rings, spot on. You get more points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these give you the gears which unlock your skills. Um. So you've got the the sort of the wingsuit challenges, uh, flying challenges, which is the same as the wingsuit through rings, mm-hmm. but in a helicopter or a a plane. Yeah. Uh, land races, uh, sea races, and then you have uh, like uh, rampage, like the old GTA rampage. Right. Yeah. Just cause mayhem. Just cause as much mayhem with a certain weapon in a minute. Right. Um, and then you have other ones, which is like you have a speed style uh, bomb rigged to your car. That once you're over 50, you shouldn't go under 50, and you have to hurtle your car towards an enemy checkpoint and jump down <laughs> and blow them up. That sounds fun. So there's, but there's, there's loads of them. I think there's about 50 or 60 of these challenges. Oof, yeah. And one of the completionist things is obviously to get five gears on each challenge, mm. um, which is really tough. Uh, the other thing is collecting the cars, which I have all but two of the cars in the game. So- you just got to find them in the game world. I know where they are because I cheated. I looked on YouTube. I know where they are, okay. but it's just a ball ache. Like, one of them is a massive dump truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a big beast of a of a quarry tr- uh, dump truck. And you can only get it in, like, the north part of the map where it's basically barren. Mm-hmm. There's no villages. There's no garages where to drop it off. So it's like a good 15-kilometer drive in an exceedingly slow truck. Uh, so I said, screw that noise. The other one is a powerboat, which is in a lake. And you have to get it out of the lake to a village, which basically means using the tethers to just pull it along. Oh, right. Yeah, of course. And I spent about 20 minutes pulling it along a road. And then it flipped and went on fire and exploded. Yeah, of course it did. <laughs> yeah, of course it did. <laughs> and apparently the garage wouldn't accept a, a broken, blown up boat. <laughs> I should think not. Exactly. <laughs> so so yeah, I left a lot of the stuff sort of that was just silly. Yeah, um, just like just busy work. Yeah. But well, I, I I consider a lot of that to be busy work, but what you've what you've described there is a bit beyond the pale. Well, that that's the thing. I mean, I don't mind doing these collection things as long as I. What I have noticed is a tendency in these recent collection collection games to give you hints. Mm-hmm. So basically, in just cause, you've got uh, several things like hidden tombs uh diaries etc etc various different things but if you liberate all the towns in an area they show up on the map okay kind of where they are and then you have a detector which beeps the closer you get to it so it's not like you literally have to like either check a walkthrough on the internet or walk around for hours it's literally kill all the enemies and then you'll see where the collectibles are Right, right. So you, no, that's yeah. that's a good 
thing, I guess. And right? as yeah, yeah, and as I've said before, the absolute uh, joy of moving around the game world in Just Cause Three, it's second only to Saints Row. With how yeah. free and easy you can move, like apart from to take cars to the garages, mm-hmm. I never really used a car. <laughs> yeah, from from Saints Row the Third and and especially Four, there was really not much need except when you were required based on a mission or something exactly the same in just cause and until you yeah. until you actually need to use a car for a driving challenge or something you use a grapple to a parachute to your wingsuit and then you can just grapple around the world mm. you know i think my my longest wingsuit run is about two and a half minutes mm-hmm. of real time just actually just gliding around the world without touching the floor <laughs> <laughs> you know um, so it's really cool, yeah. Um, but it, it yeah, doesn't... I might, I might get into it um, some point down the, down the road. Because it's um... one of those silly games as well. Like if, like I get kind of obsessed with the collecting, but you can just pick it up, put it down, pick it up, put it down. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, even the story. I mean, it's it's getting to sort of Far Cry Four levels of story where it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, tell me about Firewatch because um, I have got it on my. Uh, wish list, but um, haven't pulled the trigger. Firewatch is one of those which it's it's my other brain. So mm-hmm. you you know and <laughs> Stu knows and everybody. I've got like the two types of games that really float my boat, and one of them is the large sprawling open world collectathons, mm-hmm. uh, where you can find secrets and drive around and you know do all that kind of stuff. And then the other one is what Stu would call the artsy fartsy type games. <laughs> Uh, and Firewatch does fall broadly into that category. Um, it's basically, I mean, it's playing out a Jack Kerouac book. <laughs> you literally, you you play as a guy, I don't want to ruin the beginning, so I'm not going to say anything about the beginning, but for whatever reason, you go to be a Firewatch lookout. Yeah, just overlooking a forest and, and making sure it doesn't, Oh, disappear. Exactly. You've got to, you know, and it's it's a job that I've always wanted to do. I read a story by Jack Kerouac when I was young, and I've always had the the idea in my mind that I'd love to just sack everything off for a couple of months over a summer hmm. and go to Seattle or go to one of these places and sit up in a firewatch. On the on the downside, I'm actually shit at anything to do with hiking, hunting, <laughs> handiwork, <laughs> <laughs> survival skills, anything that I would actually need. Eyesight. Eyesight, you know, hearing, whatever, you know. (laughs) Anything that you would actually need to be a successful Firewatch guy who was living alone in a forest for three months. Uh, So Firewatch is basically the next best thing. Mm. Right, yeah. (laughs) And it is is a stunningly beautiful game. Really, Mm. it's kind of cel-shaded, which is weird. Uh, but beautiful, obviously, like orange and red hues of sunsets in the mountains and, and this kind of thing. Um, but there's a lot more subtle effects. Like, obviously, the, the landscape, the geography is really, really beautiful to look at. Full moon or when you're out, you know, looking up at the stars at night. It's yeah. all wonderfully done. But even little more subtle effects, like there is a fire that starts. Um, and you basically have no option but to let it burn. Um, so as the story continues, as the, the game advances, it gradually becomes more densely smoky in the actual atmosphere. Right. You know, so later in the game, you're actually finding it difficult to really see stuff as this fire progresses. 
mm-hmm. but it's done really subtly. It's not like, oh, now it's super smoky and you can't see. You just realise things have, have progressed and time has moved on. And... Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. What what did you what did you like most about about that game? You play you played through it um in a couple sessions. A couple of sessions. It's a short game. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, I know you've just played Super Hot and that's also mm-hmm. a very short game and I'm I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of this. Something that tells a story does a job in a couple of hours. I'm I'm well up for that. Yeah. You know, cuz on the on the flip side you've got 40 hours of just cause which is essentially picking up diaries. Yeah, um, just it it just but that's something where there's loads of things going on. I wouldn't want to play a 40-hour super hot necessarily. Yeah, or a 40-hour Firewatch. This story yeah. is told in a tight, concise way. Right. Um, you basically you have your your colleague who's in another Firewatch tower who communicates with you by radio, mm-hmm. and there's a there's there's a central theme running through it of a little bit of mystery, a little bit of mm-hmm. investigation, trying to find out what's going on. Okay. Something, something seemingly sinister is happening in the forest. Um, but like I said, it's just a it's just a very beautiful, very tight little story. Um, and I really enjoyed it because it was. I mean, it's one of those kind of Americana type things. Yeah. Would you Would you compare it and recommend it even to people that liked um, Gone Home? Yes, very much so. I think it ties in. I think it's another. Even another facet of the same world, you could almost say. Right. It's that another of, story told within the same universe or something. Yeah, it just ties into that very sort of idealized and and sort of uh, m- mysticized version <laughs> of America. Yeah. That you would get in certain movies, that you would get in certain books, especially people. sort of a dreamy version. Yeah, these dreamy, you know, this the the long summers past. Uh, yeah. Where you're playing out in the garden under the sprinkler, and you know it's it's used to great great effect in a lot of movies, mm. um, especially sort of you know even thinking about like Vietnam movies when they're back in the states or before they leave the states. There's almost this perfect sort of apple pie, um, and you know cup of coffee in the diner. Life is strange plays into it as well very much. Yes. Yes. I just finished that this week, actually. You just finished that, exactly. So you kind mm. of know. It's it's all in the same sort of vein. It's this sort of wonderful, uh, poetic version of the United States. Um, focusing on the nature, focusing on the small town life, uh, you know, family life. And I I really liked it. Essentially, for me, it was like a good short story from a from a, an author. Right, yeah. Except you have these oh. wonderful visuals and... You know, the voice acting is fantastic because, I mean, of course, it's a first-person game. So you see your knees and your shoes, <laughs> and, and really you don't see much else except the landscape. Mm-hmm. So the two things that have to tell a story is the the landscape of where you are and the, the voice acting. Yeah. And the voice acting is really, really good throughout. No, that's good. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's just a really, like, it's a really peaceful... Uh, poetic game. Blanka played uh-huh. through it, which is surprising. Oh, okay. She doesn't play a lot of games, and she. Never... Uh, but uh, as a second, a separate playthrough. Yeah, yeah. She did it by herself while I wasn't in the house, you know. Oh, right. So, okay. And she really, really enjoyed it as well. Yeah. Um, I bought the theme for the PlayStation Four. <laughs> it's really nice looking out over the mountain. It actually changes through the day. 
So if I were oh, to nice. turn it on now, it would be like sunset type. Yeah. You know, if I turn it on early morning, it's all blues and greys and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it that led me to thinking. It was a question I wanted to ask on on Twitter actually. But is there such a thing as a like a, a video game mobile theme? You know. What do you mean? Well, like because you can buy the theme for your PS4, which changes your background and your your icons and stuff. Okay. I'd love to see that on a on a phone. You know, as a, yeah. as a per- maybe as a purchasable or as a free download for buying the game, you could set your phone up to have the background as well. Right. Yeah. I usually when I'm when something really sticks with me, I'll change. I'll find something appropriate that fits my 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 either my lock screen or my or my background. That the, that's the thing on my background. My my phone is um. Everybody's gone to the rapture. Right, that and is. my my lock screen is Undertale, and that's been for a while and. Um, before that, it was um, Metal Gear Solid Five. I think but, I yeah. think it's sort of a missed, like maybe a little bit of a missed market. If you said right, you could get the official Firewatch mobile phone theme for you know yeah. fifty. <laughs> I to be something like a crackling fire or something. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did get. I I know Borderlands Two gave away a lot of ringtones and stuff. Right. Because I had Torg. Every time my phone went off, it said, this message is irrelevant, which was funny for like the first six messages I got. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't have any sound coming out of my phone except like an alarm to wake me up. I've got it always vibrating. Yeah, that's, I mean, as an ex-teacher, that's me as well. I don't actually have any sound on my phone, but uh, I don't know. I just, I just figured like, you know, the first thing I did after playing Firewatch was run to the, the, the marketplace and buy the theme. Absorb some more of their creations. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The same with uh, the exactly the same with everybody's gone to the rapture. I mean, that game stuck with me. Obviously, it was my number one from last year. Yeah. And you know, I've got the dynamic theme on the PlayStation and on mm-hmm. my phone as a as a background. You know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's even my Facebook banner. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I I may have gone a bit overboard there, but but yeah, Firewatch just goes in there like. Again, I would maybe recommend, like, if you're not too sure, maybe wait for a bit of a drop in the price, because I think you missed the PS Plus discount, didn't you? I did, but now I'm going to get it on PC. Okay. Um, the thing yeah. is, yeah, I mean, a lot of people may be unhappy with the fact that it's so short, and it's 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 really crazy to think nowadays we're saying, like, £20. Is- yeah. Um, so I was going to we can sort of go into talking about super hot at this juncture. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'll talk to like, so I started talking about it. Um, I've actually finished the game. I streamed it all. You can catch that up that you can catch that on our YouTube channel. Um, but Earl and I started a new, um, a new format, uh, yesterday morning or Monday morning where we were walking to our, to the train, and we have about 11 minutes every morning and we sort of live in the same building and we're using Mixler to record our conversations, which are usually just about games or what we just did on stream or whatever. Um, it's a nice little bli- uh, bite sized chunk. Yeah. It's, it's live. So if you are, uh, <laughs> if you do want to tune in for 11 minutes at nine thirty uh, central European, <laughs> we'll be there. Um, but no, like, um, you can catch our Mixler. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes for this one. Um, you can catch our Mixler 
account and uh, we'll have most weekdays Earl and I will have a little radio show for 10 minutes you can hear the uh, the traffic and the birds of the Madrid winter mornings <laughs> um but no I ca- I I um talked about super hot on there it's it is a short game it's only 2 hours of the campaign and I did have a few missions where I was uh stuck for a while and had to sort of find my way through it's very much um it's an action game it's a first person shooter but the the central mechanic is that you are um, you're in control of movement and time. So things only move when you are physically moving around the environment. Uh, things slowly move when you're st- stood still, so you can't just wait forever. So bullets will still eventually reach you, but you can dodge out of the way. Um, my favorite part of the game, except for the fact that the graphics are amazing and th- you you sort of... All the enemies are these red crystallized dudes and when you shoot them they will sort of explode in a shower of like rock candy just exploding <laughs> everywhere i played the prototype but it looks way better now than yeah know. they've they've amped it up yeah. hugely in the in the uh year or so um since you got since it got kickstarted um no my favorite part is that the reticule will do a 45 degree uh rotation and then lock into place where your when your next bullet is ready to be fired because obviously you're going to lose track of when when you can shoot if you're not moving around mm-hmm. and that is so satisfying sort yeah, of you still need that time for the bullet to yeah. go into the chamber exactly yeah. you can't just stand there still and shoot 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 because you have to allow your bullet to follow its path by moving as well it is it's a great game super great game I really, really enjoyed it, and I I uh, was going for another playthrough um, uh, yesterday at lunchtime. Um, definitely, definitely recommend playing through it. It's a really, really well executed campaign. Some really fun stuff. Um, another f- fun thing is you have these sort of fake conversations with uh, with someone who's supposedly also playing the game. And you entering a message, you think, oh, I'll I'll get free text and I can type whatever I want. As soon as you start typing, it will automatically fill in the predetermined <laughs> response. Really? But on the stream, it looks like I'm quickly typing all this crazy stuff. <laughs> um, and Lorena was looking at me like, what are you saying? Yeah, <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> yeah. Um, once you finish the game, you unlock loads of different modes, like en- an endless mode, which is just like a how how long how many enemies can you kill before dying, and then like thing, yeah. yeah, different flavors of playing through the main um, levels again, like just with one type of weapon, timed. I haven't unlocked too many more, and then there's just loads of different weird wallpapers that are in game and little mini games they've created, and like more fake chat conversations it's clear that they knew they were asking for a lot of money for the brevity of the of the of the campaign Mm -hmm. and we're just adding more to it like i'm not in fact i'm not even sure which came first because i paid 14 dollars for just the game on the kickstarter back in the day i wonder if they had either wanted to get 23 
dollar uh sort of euros out of you and then made content to, towards that or just in the time of creating the campaign they had people making all these trinkets and things and here and there wondering how much can we reasonably charge yeah. for this once we actually release so it's an interesting one and i think there will be plenty of people turned off by the by the entry price but that is a shame because just the campaign alone i think is worth the ticket but I think, I mean, this yes. is a bit of a, a controversial topic at the moment, but I, I do think, yeah. like, I mean, when I was growing up, I remember there was a Christmas when I asked for Street Fighter Two Special Champion mm-hmm. uh, Championship Edition on the Mega Drive, right. and that's all I got. Christmas. Yeah. I got it, but that's all I got, because that was like a £65 game. Yeah. Back then, I was 12 years old, and it was 65 quid. Right, right. So, and, so you're looking was, now, you know, like if you go and buy Call of Duty or whatever, which you know is going to have a new iteration next year, yeah, it's still going to cost you sixty pounds or up, you know. Which, which is considering inflation, a bargain. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Exactly. It's, a, it's an absolute bargain. But I remember yeah. growing up that there was a lot being done or a lot being mooted about bringing down video game prices. You know, the government yeah. were were supposedly brought in at one point. And now it's just turned into this huge race to the bottom um, where, you know, all of a sudden 20 quid is too much to pay. Yeah. Yeah. That strikes me as really, really odd. It's but it's not it's not in isolation. You've got so many other factors. You have got games that are very good and you can get into for five like Oh, sure. I mean, Undertale Undertale was 9.99, you know, for what it was for a tenner. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> but you can quite—it's—it's uh, it's a very weird, touchy-feely thing. Um, I think the two that have stuck out in this last month or so, ha- it has been super hot at twenty-five dollars, and it has been um, the witness at forty, because you look at other games that you consider to be of the same in the same wheelhouse, yeah. and they're going for fifteen, uh, ten, fifteen, maybe up to twenty. And you can't break from that and go, no, that's what they're asking for. And if it's a good game and I'm going to enjoy it, what's the what's the difference really? Yeah. Um, but if you're gaming on a budget, it's really hard to justify. And because there are so many other options, like I could I could build you a playlist of five games a month that you could spend less than the price of one uh full price game yeah, like but, um, way less you know and if you wanted to do that you could all you could go for the humble monthly or you could just wait for right. the, yeah the, yeah the you would, you would get a few things in there that that would that would trigger for you and you'd enjoy and you'd you'd get 12 dollars worth money. of value from you know? yeah i mean the thing yeah. is what what i'm talking about is when i owned a mega drive back when i was a kid mm-hmm. like i i remember having five games yeah on that system like they're the ones that stick out in my memory. Like maybe I got a couple more, or I borrowed some off mates. Obviously, I did. Otherwise, the console wouldn't have been with me for so long. But at the right. same time, like actually owning games, I owned five, and we took them back. You know, we we traded them in. This was before the big hoo ha and digital online passes and everything like this. Oh, so five five at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I I remember that I bought I I was given I think it was for my birthday. Which shortly mm. after Christmas, so I got a new game for my birthday, and I got Chuck Rock, <laughs> uh, and I finished Chuck Rock in a day. 
Yeah. It was a super quick platformer, and we took it back to the shop, and I got Road Rush 2, and then I kept that game for years because Road Rush didn't really end. Yeah, and you, yeah, you sort of <laughs> that joined the uh, the mainstays, joined the sh- the sort of the regulars, and sure, yeah, yeah. I had like Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, Street Fighter 2, Road Rush. Mm-hmm. Those were really the ones that I remember, yeah. and I didn't complain. And now it's like, okay, you know. People are kicking and screaming like, okay, I do understand that people game on a budget, uh, but at the same time, if you can't afford the game, either save up for it or 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 do the budget, you know, wait till it goes on a Steam sale. But I don't yeah, understand the idea yeah. of kicking and screaming about the price of a product. Yeah. And I don't go into this. I don't go into, you know, an electronic store and start crying because the 4K 80 inch TV is three grand and I can't mm. afford it. <laughs> Even though I'm, you know, I should, re- I really, really want it. Yeah. Why? Has, I think... Why has you know, <laughs> Toshiba made this ridiculous? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it's a it's an interesting topic. I don't I don't like to give it too much airplay because, to be honest, I like if it if it's a game I want, I will get it. At some if, point, if they were selling, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do. I um, do wonder how many more copies Firewatch would sell at fifteen instead of nine. Right. Yeah. Like, There's that kind of thing, and and that's probably a huge deal when when a team is an indie an indie dev is discussing their price point. It's like, what's the balance of feeling good, uh, getting positive sort of sentiment on the game, yeah, uh, but also making the most money, and and maybe you want to release it cheaper to get more people into it initially and, and therefore get that word of mouth spreading. Yeah. It seems to be, uh, but it seems to be really weird that between 20 and 10 and 20 is like the cutoff, like a tenner. Oh, so, Somebody will yeah. drop that on any, I mean, I, we just threw, everybody just threw a tenner at world of Warcraft for this month's right. MMO March, uh, challenge. Yeah. And nobody, nobody battered an eyelid at no, no. as a silly whim. Yeah. But, and much, much less devil daggers was uh, five euros yeah. and, <laughs> That's that is a level. If you want to look at it, it's. I, I think that game is perfectly crafted. But if you want to boil it down, it's a. That's yeah. That's a one mode, one level, uh, no multiplayer. And if you want to compare that to other games, maybe the price is right. But I would have been happy for to pay more for that one. Yeah. So I, I think the upshot is generally both Firewatch and Superhot are well worth a look at. Definitely, point. we. I think I w- I would absolutely recommend Superhot, and it sounds like you would recommend Firewatch. Price aside, do you want to play that game from what you know of it? Superhot. Yeah, no, I'm saying like <laughs> to to listeners like. Oh yeah. Try and you know try and look at the game itself. Uh, it is kind of a big deal uh, sometimes for some people, but. Yeah. No, but I, I understand. But definitely, I think the the two we can recommend, like uh, Super Hot, already has its hooks in me. Uh, right. I was really enjoying because it 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 plays the it plays the sped up replay. At yeah, the end when of each you level. Yeah, and that was something that I remember wasn't in the um, the uh, tech demo or whatever it was, mm-hmm. the prototype, and um, it was something I think I even put on their Kickstarter forum. Like, you need this. You should do this. Uh, so yeah, you have the real t- a real time 
replay and you can save it and they've gone to the extent of creating a website called Killstagram <laughs> where you can watch people's crazy replays and you can you can sort of um modify and edit the replay in game like slow down a particular part uh cut pieces together ah nice so you it's... you even have a visit video editor in there kind of thing yeah yeah there's loads going on in All that right. game it's... it's just if you get into it and uh, you could easily get super into it playing through the campaign mm -hmm. there's it will go oh you like this game here are 20 different reasons to to keep playing it yeah. and yeah it's great so between that and devil daggers you kind of boned then Fuck it, devil daggers man <laughs> okay let's, let's talk a bit about devil daggers my partner in crime earl isn't around um i know um Stu and bob uh also playing it uh, I don't think you or Hush have... I just given... don't have the setup at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I um, mouse hand free. Yeah, so just to briefly explain the game, it is Doom, so it looks a bit like... Well, even Quake, it looks a bit like Quake. It's a very pared-down, um, sprite-based, first-person shooter. PS2 sort uh, of style graphics. Yeah, yeah, I'd say like Quake, Quake 2 or something like that. You, you're on a in an arena you could fall off the edge your goal is to survive as long as you can and horrible horrible enemies come towards you and you need to survive um definitely if you're if you're listening and that sounds up your alley go and watch us on on twitch or on youtube uh it's incredible to watch it's uh gut-wrenching to play <laughs> especially when you're when you feel that you're either beating your personal best or reaching the t person at the top of your friend's leaderboard. Like I've got a, uh, I've got like a three minute video um, on YouTube, which is my current personal best where I beat Earl's time by 0.6 seconds. Yeah. I'm, I'm just watching you three sort of leap. Well, you two really, because Bob's not. Yeah. We're leapfrogging each other. Yeah. And then, um, and then Earl has just taken the time and he is now 30 seconds above me. <laughs> and thing, things just get crazy absolutely crazy and we're sort of learning from each other like he would tell me something and I'd, I'd try and implement that into my game plan and and realize it was helping and then he'd notice something from my stream and use it in his own um attempts and and get better that way it's it's been real good to go back and forth and if if we weren't here in march already we'd probably be playing that most mornings yeah, non-stop <laughs> yeah and now well now we're in it really now we're in MMO march, march mmo march yeah. which yeah we're recording this on the first and uh we've both had our first taste today yeah, i just played two hours of world of warcraft for the first time <laughs> in my life <laughs> yeah uh do you get to for of... another day i think <laughs> i think so yeah i mean i've covered it on this morning's mixler and um You've only just finished your first session, yeah. but this is going to be most days for the next month. Um, we are we already released our um, bonus episode about the premise. I mean, we only sat down to talk about it a couple days ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, enjoying it so far. Um, looking forward to playing more. I was I was rewatching our streams from from this morning and feeling like yeah 
I did have fun. I did have yeah. fun, definitely. You did. You did. You'll, I think it'll be uh, more fun. Like at the moment, it's a bit of a boring, normal, standard RPG intro. Yeah. Uh, but once yeah. that's passed and we all hook up, I think it'll be fine. Because oh, I got left in the lurch by oh, Hush today. I was supposed to be playing with him. Yeah. So I just went ahead and leveled up to level six with fetch quests okay. and stuff. But yeah, we'll talk that's about this decent another considering. Day. Yeah, that's decent considering you were sort of on your own. I know you had Bob on the stream to ask questions. Bob and Maggie were helping me out. Yeah, so that's um, cool. Yeah, but yeah, but no, we'll we'll definitely um we'll give that some breathing room next time round. We're gonna have a a group of us who have been playing it for for a solid week. Uh, we'll then. have a weekend under our belts. I know you're away, but um, I, I guess some of us are gonna um be reaching each other if not already. Yeah, and like uh, I say, I'm I'm gonna be hanging around in the village where you've got to reach anyway, so. Yeah, you yeah, you're just sitting in the pub already. Yeah, basically. Getting the round in. <laughs> I'm half cut already, so uh, <laughs> All right. Um so Firewatch Super Hot, Devil Daggers, definite recommendations. Definite, absolutely. Uh come and watch us on YouTube and or Twitch if you want to see yep. how our MMO March thirty day World of Warcraft seven to twelve person extravaganza is going. I, recu- I recruited three more people today. Yeah, yeah, I can see the Excel sheet is filling up rapidly. So, um, yeah, follow us along. Uh, we're all on Twitter. We're all on Twitch. We're all on the website. You know, goplaythat.com. Yeah. Be nice. Yeah, you can... Yep, you can see all our stuff, and we're still experimenting. We added a new way of listening to us this <laughs> this, this week on Mixler. Yeah. Uh Cool. I think I think we Thanks, have Tom. we have all the avenues open now. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know how many more ways of of uh, releasing content there are without getting a bit silly or uh, yeah, next pornographic. Week, go play that Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine to uh, to avoid that one. Let's ignore that. Yeah. All right. right. Well, it's been nice to uh, chat to you, Rob. It's been a yeah. a long while. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Hopefully now we can pass this off to Will for a bit of editing and. Uh, Let's go play some more games. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah.